Ashley's Memorial Day sale is going on now. Shop our biggest selection of hot buys, cool deals, or shop limited-time savings on new summer spaces. Plus, get 72-month special financing on select in-store mattress purchases made with your Ashley Advantage Synchrony credit card between May 14th and June 3rd. Whether you're redecorating indoors or rethinking your outdoor space, save big on this season's trending styles only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required, no minimum purchase required. See store for details. If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help you ease your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's ruined. Hello, welcome to Ruined. I'm Hallie. And I'm Allison. And this is a podcast where we're in a horror movie just for you. Just for all of you. Um, it's not where we happy new year. Yes. We're recording this in December, but right. I think it's um January 2nd, where you are in the in the future, listener. Um in the future. Yeah, let's see. Yes. Um no, this it says we're dark. Well, you know what? It's either the second or the ninth, and Either it's way, January. it's January, and we hope you're doing well. We hope you had a, a great holiday, whatever those holidays were. And we're back at it. Uh, by that, I mean eating fiber. I'm about to join mm-hmm. a new gym, actually, because there's one right oh, near my exciting. work. I have to, now that I am. What gym? It's called True Vision. Okay. And it is 140 Feels like a cult. It, well, that's the thing is, it is. So it's $149, okay. which is a lot, but you get unlimited yeah. classes. Okay, see, that's, like, very appealing. Exactly, because I'm like, I do need a class. Uh, but my friend went there and said she did hot Pilates. I was like, oh what was it? She's like, well, it's very culty. And I said, that seems okay. I, I, like, I'm not going to join, and if I do, I'll think of how fit I'll get in a cult. I am on board for culty fitness stuff. Yeah. It is, like, I was um, a longtime Bikram yoga doer, and I was, like, Yep, six days a week. I was doing hot yoga. It was the best I've ever looked in my whole life. I mean, also I was a younger person with a younger person's body, but I was like, oh, I mean, because like fitness is often about routine mm-hmm. and it's about yeah. outside in like, you know, I'm struggling with it right now because it's too cold to go swim mm-hmm. um, in New York. Just It's too cold to like walk home with wet hair and I want to do my hair stuff at home. Um, so I'm str- I'm I'm... I'm struggling to. I want kind of a culty fitness situation. So yeah, I um I feel like for me it's it's right near my work and it's right near my bus yeah. stop. So I was like, I feel like it's very convenient. Uh, but I'm they let you go for free to try it out. So I'm going to try it out. All right, give it a. So while. that's what I'll be doing in January, ostensibly, barring yeah. some sort of other issue. Um, Allison, how you doing? What's what's up with you? I'm fine. My skin is dry, but other than that, that's like not new. Um, can I plug something? Yes, of course. What are you talking about? Um, yes. Please, I beg of you. Um, at the end of January, if you're in New York, I will be doing three nights. I am reworking um, Oh God, a show about abortion to be more kind of what I want it to be in this current moment, and I'm taking it apart, and there are lots of pieces of the old show, but there's also a ton of new stuff and new jokes that I'm working on, and I'm doing three nights at Union Hall, um, January 29th, or no, January 30th, 31st, and February 1st in Brooklyn, if you, ha- if you have not seen the show originally, it's a fun, like, workout show where I'll be doing, like, lots of the, a lot of stuff from the old show, but also um, kind of reframing it and thinking about some new things. And if you uh, have seen the old show and miss it, you can come see this new version. But 
That sounds great. I'm recognizing that now it's early January, technically, for listeners, and in the end of January, I'll be doing these shows, and I'm trying to remember to tell people when they are. And thank you for doing that. That's very smart. Yeah. yeah. Try and try my best. So go see Other her. than that. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Please come see it. Uh, and other than that, uh, I will say another plug. Uh, the La Neige uh, Sleep Hydrating Mask. I have seen those. It, it's like the big, it's like a big blue jar and it's like a, it's like a gel cream. Ooh, okay. So it's like, you know, those, like, it's not greasy. It's like a water-based, like a water cream. Okay. I, I think I know what that is. It goes on really, if you, if you like opened it up, you'd be like, I've seen this. Okay. Viscosity before. Um, but it's basically just like a very cooling lotion that you put, but like you just like slather it on at night. And I will say it is like, I do wake up. It's like, that's the least dry I am all day. That sounds great. So I don't know. Go get it. Um, I, I wish I had something to recommend. Um, well, I recommend um, calling your dear friends and, 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 oh. and wishing them a happy new year's. That's nice. Um, I'm trying to think. I just got some work gossip. I, I, I'm thankful for work gossip. I cannot I share it, but gossip. oh, it just, yeah. no, that hits like it. Oof. Oof. Doesn't hit. I love work gossip. Like a little work gossip. Yeah, maybe we'll recommend stuff all month. Who knows? Um, I'll try to come up with something, something to recommend. Yeah. I, well, I keep getting ads for, I hate to even bring this up, but I'm being inundated. I, I'm on a lot of PR mailing lists. Mm-hmm. For because um, I worked at Vulture when Trump was elected, yeah. so then like I just wrote up everyone who performed at his uh, inauguration, and it was just uh-huh. like a running list of the fucking nobodies and yeah. fucking nothing that wanted to perform yep. at his inauguration. And but then as a result, I'm on every possible worst PR list, and we received also this email to the ruined email uh, about the Daily Wire plus. Uh, I mean, right. Katie Ballers, which is just a fucking dud of a movie. Yeah. It is obviously transphobic. And then yes. in addition to that, they are inflating their Rotten Tomatoes score. So it has a 94 on, on Rotten Tomatoes. It looks like dog shit ate dog yeah. shit. And I have received it on every email. I like basically it's like something yeah. somebody has like scanned all of my emails and I'm just receiving it. And I just want them to know. So the more I receive this, the more money I will give to trans organizations. Great. Oh, wonderful. Against, I, was like, I love that. I just that. want to confirm. And um, I know they always talk about Trantifa. If they're looking for any cis people in Trantifa, I'm I'm ready to sign up. Yep, because I'm in. every fucking email I get, I was like, you all should KMS. Wait, wait, wait. K- yep. KYS. KYS. If you will. It is, it is the worst of American culture all together. No question. And then to be like, and now we will launch a streaming platform. Yeah. Absolutely Perfect. not. I'm going to go ahead and go wish for their demise. Die. Hey everybody. It's Hallie and Allison. And uh, we're here to tell you about uh, another, another exciting installment of ruined it is of course our January live show. And we are doing a very special film that you perhaps can advertise to everyone on the planet is the movie night swim. I'm so excited. You know me. I love a pool. Uh, So this has been, as soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, we got to do this. And we are on Sunday, January 28th, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. Uh, We're going to be doing it live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. You can get your tickets and view it at moment.co slash ruined. And of course, $20 Patreon tier members, you will get your tickets to the live show in your email probably the day of. Um, $10 as always. And it's, uh, you know, we'll do the games. We'll do 
you know, the chat will be up and running. We'll have merch, maybe new merch. No promises. Um, we can't. We simply can't. We can only we promise you a, 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 a gorgeous January night swim. Yes. So join us then. And if you can't make it Sunday night, uh, it'll be up for 72 hours at that link. Again, that's moment.co slash ruined. See you there. Speaking of someone's demise, we are, of course, uh, kicking off a new month. And this new is months. a oft-discussed and now uh, and, and, and frequently asked for. We are doing a month of sequels. Yes. And we're going to try to do some big big ones, some big yeah. guys, some heavy and we're hitters. doing all sequels for originals we've already covered. Yes. So, so you can go back and kind of explore the originals that we've done um, so that you can like, or you or, or go like re-listen before you listen to the next one and see if we've remembered anything <laughs> or talked, like, you know, that's a fun experiment. Yeah, and I feel like the way to do this is go listen to the first movie now before you listen to this. And the yes. first movie is, of course, a classic, John Carpenter's Halloween. That's right, Had we are to. doing Halloween 2. Um, we always like to have Allison watch the trailer. Allison, what do you think about the trailer for Halloween 2? It made me realize that every time we talk, like, I mix up uh, Michael Myers, Jason, and Freddy, which I think is not I think it's like, very common. Absolutely, yeah. But, like, every, I was like, oh, I wonder which guy this is going to be. Like, it was just very, like, mm-hmm. I was like, I know it's Halloween. I know it's Michael Myers. Like, I, I intellectually, I know that. But as soon as the trailer started, I was like, I wonder. Yes. Uh, and then, of course, you see uh, his dumb face or his his masky face. I don't like all the hospital of it. It takes place largely and almost entirely within a hospital. So in case don't you have, love hospital. Yeah, it's going to bring up a lot of hospital stuff. Um, and uh, how scary, taking a baseline scary, how scary, Allison, do you find the concept of being stalked by a serial killer in a hospital. It is, I mean, like, obviously, like, I think it's a lot of, like, nurses and doctors mm-hmm. that we follow at some point, like, just based on what I've seen. But, like, there is this part of being, as somebody who's been in the hospital a lot for surgical recovery, like, you are, you are aware of how trapped you are. Yes. And, like, I have mobility surgeries. Like, I have back surgery. So it's, like, I'm there until I can stand up and walk out and then I can go, like, home. But um, it is, like, there is something scary about being in a hospital, like, especially, like, whatever you, you have going on, like, there's a reason you're there, and you are kind of trapped in a, I don't like it. And there, It's something I'm aware of every mm-hmm. time I go to the hospital. I'm like, if something happens here. Yeah. So, I mean. And they definitely obviously. play, obviously, with that um, as we are, uh, as there's mayhem unfolding un- unbeknownst to our main character, Lori Stroud. Yes. Um, and of course, uh, she returns, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Stroud. And we also get Dr. Samuel Loomis, who is the doctor trying to. Loomis is such a. It's so perfect. It's such a horror name. I mean, it's... is that why Billy Loomis has that last name? Yes, it is an homage. It is a nod to this iconic Ooh. character who is played, which is played by the British actor, Daniel Pleasance, who absolutely crushes this. And that's nice. what I. I feel like he makes the movies. I love Jamie Lee Curtis, but you know, she's a very earnest um, yes. final girl. And Donald Pleasance is giving a little bit more. He used to be on the West mm-hmm. End. He's a theater actor. So when he's given a line, he's, I love a theater. actor. It's so good. Like it just, it, it, it does amp it up into a little bit more of a camp place, but that is what 
there are horror movies without those specific characters would be, you know, just they wouldn't, this wouldn't be nearly as good. If you had a straightforward, yeah. it's just a sheriff or something, you need a man constantly running around in a lab coat screaming. He's not a man. It's something different. There's no life behind his eyes. You know, it's yeah, like you good. you do need that guy. Yeah. And thank God he is back. Okay, great. And then finally, would you like to guess the twist in Halloween 2, Allison? Guess the twist. Would you say there's a twist here? Like a real? Her, well, you know, I mean, Was yes. there one in the original? There is a twist. I okay. probably have heard of it, but yes, there is a proper a proper twist, a proper reveal. That being said, okay. um, looking at now, it certainly isn't a surprise, it, but it's more of like a, dear God, we looked at this file okay. and it turns out, and then you, you do find out something uh, about Michael. Okay. About Michael. I'm going to guess that we find out he's, um, like, gay. Uh, gay. Yeah, that's in your medical file. Diagnosis <laughs> um, gay. Gay. Um, I, I, I think that Michael, it's going to be that he has some kind of, like, disease, like, mm. like disease, like a degenerate, like he's, Ooh, like. Oh, I like it. Like aging prematurely, but in a way that like makes him unkillable in certain yes. ways or something. Ooh, I love this. So it's like it's like oh because he's or like maybe that he like doesn't feel pain. Allison, these are this is excellent guesses. These are he doesn't phenomenal, feel pain. and that's why it's like hard to slow Ooh. him down in the way that like a human gets slowed down I when like you're fighting it. them. I like it a lot. Um, all right, let us begin ruining Halloween two which, of course, is written by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, who also produces all the films. And it is uh, directed by Rick Rosenthal. It's his directorial debut. And I think he did a bang-up job. He all also right. apparently comes back and directs Halloween Resurrection, which we will get to at some point, of course. At some point. There are so many Halloweens. In the future. Let us begin. We open with the song Mr. Sandman. Oh, no. I always associate that movie with uh, Crybaby. Do you ever see the John Waters movie, Crybaby? Yes, of course. Which is something I remember seeing going over like people's houses and watching that movie yes. all the time. I love that movie. John Waters, known uh, Baltimorean and thus Maryland legend. He, they're, they're at the um, Academy Museum. They're doing a retrospective of his work. And I went oh, there shit. and it was so great. I mean, it's, oh. it's pretty basic. Like, it's like, you know, if you, it's kind of like if you didn't know any of his any of his work, it's kind of like an intro. But it was really wonderful, and just sort of seeing you. Just I want now. I want movies that are, you know, grody. I want something that feels real and authentic, which I've talked about forever. Yes, and seeing that, it's like oh, the whole point was to scare and horrify. And I feel yeah. like then to bring that to Crybaby, which is a musical. And yes. about the 50s, like, he crushes it. And obviously hairspray, so you know. Like, it, but uh, Mr. Salmon is a scene in that where I, I, I think of it so fondly. And so we're we're entering into this movie with Mr. Sandman, uh, sort of drawing the parallel of Michael, Miles, Michael, Michael Myers being the boogeyman, being the yes. Sandman, a man of nightmares. And yes. on the screen it says, Haddonfield, Illinois, October 31st, 1978. Allison, we are starting immediately after the events of the original Halloween. Oh, shit. Okay. Literally, uh, we are starting actually before the ending, so they are showing us, don't worry, again, please listen to the Halloween episode, yes. 
But, if you haven't yet, now would be the time. Yeah, but uh, listen, uh, John, Deborah, and Rick here, they they knew that maybe you were going to need a little ketchup, you know? Right. And yes. so we're Thank you. starting a little bit before the end of the last movie. So we are ending with Lori Strode. Remember, she's babysitting. Uh, we have Tommy and Lindsay. She says, go to the next door neighbor and call the house. Uh, call the police. So get out of here. And the kids run screaming out of the house. Mm-hmm. And ran run past, you guessed it, Dr. Loomis, who is on the street yes. looking for Michael Myers, sees children running, screaming, and a door standing open. He's no dummy. Michael Myers yeah. is in this fucking house. Absolutely he is. Lori has already been battling him, but and is under the impression he is dead. And of course, as she sort of collapsed against the door frame, she's on the second floor of this home. We see Michael get back up off the floor, come up behind her, and start strangling her just as Dr. Loomis mounts the stairs to the second floor landing, points his gun, shoots Michael point blank, unloads, like empties the clip, as Michael sort of jerks backwards and finally gets to the window and falls out of the second story balcony to the grass below. Okay. And Lori... That was the end of the first So that was the end of Halloween. And Lori says, was that the boogeyman? And Dr. Loomis says, as a matter of fact, it was. Of course, when Dr. Loomis runs downstairs, we see sort of a comically perfect man-sized print in the dewy lawn, but no Michael Myers. He is gone. Was that in the first movie? Yes. Well, we see her look, we see him look down and we see he's gone from the lawn. So we're, now we're picking up. Dr. Loomis runs down. Now we're, now we're in the new. Now we're in the new. And he touches the grass. uh, It's covered in blood. So Michael's clearly bleeding. Okay. He appears to have been shot six times and is still moving, which is bad news. Bad news bears. Um, and we see uh, a neighbor come out and see Dr. Loomis on the lawn and say, what's going on? And Dr. Loomis says, call the sheriff, tell him I've shot him, but he's still on the loose. And the neighbor says, is this a joke? I have been getting trick-or-treated all night. And Dr. Loomis, oh, he said, I've been trick-or-treated to death all night. And Dr. Loomis yes. turns and says, you don't know what death is. And now okay, I like this performance. It's so good. Like, it's like every line is just him yelling, you don't know what death is, and storming out. So when he turns away, of course, we immediately kick into our classic Halloween music, do-do-do-do-do-do-do, which I wrote do-do-do-do-do-do-do, as if I would remember if I hadn't known it. But Halloween 2, Jamie Lee Curtis, Donald Pleasance, and then sort of a jack-o'-lantern yes. being pulled apart to reveal... A human skull. And let me tell you, that shit hits every time. I'm like, all Um, right, you're getting me going. I'm in. So we see, we are, of course, watching uh, through Michael's POV, the classic killer POV. We hear his heavy breathing. He's in the alleyways sort of behind the houses. Um, We see a dog barking at him. We see trick-or-treaters on the sidewalk because there's still a bunch of kids out. And so when he's wearing a mask, when people see him, they don't immediately clock. That's Michael right. It's Myers. like, ah, it's a guy. Yeah. And so no one in the town knows this has happened yet. So basically, see. L- L- Loomis is now calling the sheriff, calling people, and getting the news out. But Michael is still loose in the short amount of time before news hits the public domain, right? Yeah. And we see the sheriff roar up to Loomis. And is Sheriff Lee Brackett, who we also saw in the first movie, who has been involved sure. in the search. He knows everything. He knows about Michael Myers. And Dr. Loomis is in a total panic, which I really appreciate about, like, he's no longer cool, comic collected. He's screaming at the yeah. sheriff, I shot him six times. I shot him in the heart. And he screams, and you can tell he's just improvising. He goes, this guy, this man, he's not human. 
And the way he says this guy is like, oh, he's like, he would actually say, he's like, no, no, my character wouldn't say this guy. This man, yeah. he's not human. This man. But this yeah. guy, he's not human. I'm a man of science. I'll say he's a man. Um, unfortunately, of course, um, Michael is still on his nighttime walk. And we he comes up to the back of a house with a jack-o'-lantern to see a uh, an older woman making ham sandwiches for herself and her husband, Harold. And um, she's calling him in the living room. He's watching uh, Night of Living Dead. Again, a lovely little homage uh, to another phenomenal movie that we have done on the podcast. Please go listen to Night of Living Dead, a classic for a reason. When she goes into the living room to see, ask her husband if he wants mayo and mustard, he's, of course, asleep. Uh, Mm -hmm. Michael enters the kitchen and grabs her knife off the cutting board. Mm -hmm. And as the woman stands in the doorway of the TV room, a news bulletin cuts in about three dead bodies being found all of Michael's victims in Haddonfield. So now mm-hmm. news of his killings have start has starting to spread. This woman's like, Oh my God, the movie yeah. sort of, we see, uh, also we see night of living dead. So we hear the classic line in night of living dead. They're coming to get you, Barbara. When they, when they a see the man in the cemetery before they realize he's a zombie and he's sort of teasing Barbara. And of course, then he, they immediately are attacked by zombies. Unfortunately, the homeowner walks back to her cutting board to finish making her sandwiches, and the knife is gone, and there is blood next to her sandwiches, so she starts screaming. Yeah. Also, this is just a town where everyone's doors are just unlocked, like, their back doors, and, and I, like, that's how I grew up, like, the door, if you're home, it didn't, the door wasn't necessarily locked, like, you're going in and out, you're indoor, outdoor. Yeah, I would say that, like, growing up, Doors weren't necessarily locked. I don't. My parents now, I think, um, lock their doors much more frequently or regularly. Yes. But yeah, growing up in the burbs, like it was regularly like, oh, like the front, like the screen door is closed, but it's not locked, and you can just walk out. Yeah, my parents always be like, lock the door when we're not home, because yes. if we're home, yes. it's fine. Somebody's home. They're more concerned like somebody just coming in and stealing something, not Michael Myers showing yes. up. Same. Right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. Um, understandably. Um, unfortunately, uh, the homeowner is screaming. And so the next next door, there's a teenage girl, Alice. She comes out the back of her house and tries to yell, Mr. and Mrs. Elrod, are you okay? You know, but they're not, they're not replying. She runs back inside and calls, not 911, but her friend. And she says, oh, I heard screaming from the Elrods. His wife's always picking on him. He's probably just snapped and started to beat her. Anyways, my parents okay. are gone for the night. It's like, well, the, the 80s, oh. early 80s, man. Different time. Yeah. And her friend on the phone says, didn't you hear? Teens were found murdered on Orange Grove. It's on the radio. Alice turns on the radio and says, Sally, I can hear the sirens. That's right down the street. And you see sort of Alice starting to put together, like, that's like two blocks away. Yeah. Unfortunately, within her home, she hears something heavy and metal hitting the ground. She whips around to look sort of through the living room to the front door. There's nothing there. But she does see that the door is open. She puts the phone down and her friend on the phone is like, Alice, Alice. Unfortunately, she goes to walk towards the front door to to shut it, only to have Michael Myers jump vertically into frame and stab her, um, murdering her. A jump stab. And what's interesting is like the way it's shot, it's like it looks like he was just crouched on the ground and she would have seen him. Like it's looking like she walked past him. It wasn't like he was under a table. Right, where is he allegedly coming from? He's coming from everywhere. And that's the thing about Michael Myers. He's got you dead to rights no matter where you're at. Um, So, obviously, uh, the sheriff has called all of his police officers to the house where Lori was babysitting. 
So that's where the murder victims are. They've cordoned off the house. And unfortunately, by the time they get there, there's already press and media starting to swarm. Because that would be a huge deal in a small town. That some the three 100%. people have been murdered. percent And yes. Lori is only just now getting wheeled out on a stretcher. So Lori is well, Lori has been stabbed at least once, and so is is okay, but is not doing well and has to be taken to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And as they load her into the ambulance, she says, "Please, whatever you do, don't put me to sleep." Like she doesn't want to be put under, and she's sort of panicking about it. They're like, "Don't worry." And one of the paramedics is a young guy. I think it, he's supposed to be like. 18, 19, like he's just out of high school, recognizes Lori as someone who goes to school with his younger brother, Ziggy. And he tells the driver, like, oh, I know her. Her dad's own Strode Realty. It's like, oh, shit, you know, who cares? Like, so they drive to Henfield Memorial Hospital. And we sort of see, again, like little moments that I love in John Carpenter movies. Uh, In the first Halloween, you see um, Annie and Lori smoking a joint and driving. And then they see the sheriff, who's Annie's dad. They're like, oh, God. And they freak out. Like, I just love that. When we see a mom taking her kid who looks like he's been hit in the mouth with a baseball or something or like fell. So his mouth is gushing blood and he has ice in his mouth and a towel. But it just looks like a normal. It's like so gruesome, but it's just a normal household accident. But, like, when you're a kid, it's so yes. scary. So Just blood at all is terrifying. Yeah, and gushing out of a child's mouth. You hate to see it. You do. And so they take, her, take them inside, and the nurse, uh, we see, okay, we called in the doctor on call. We weren't really expecting anything, um, but now Lori Strode's coming in, and we need the doctor here. His name is Dr. Mixter, and we find out that he was the country club all night, and even though he was on call, he's drunk. So when he arrives, they just start putting cups Terrific. of coffee in his hand, and I was like, man, you got to think how often did that happen in the past? I feel like that now I you think really that can't that get was, away with that. Yeah, now it's but I think I think 25 30 years ago that's happening all the time. Yeah. So they put Lori in a hospital bed and Dr. Mixer says like, well, when's the last time you get a tetanus shot? Like, we have to type your blood. Lori, of course, is just like, ah, it's Michael Myers, you know, like panicking. And so like, well, we need to give her blood transfusion because of all the bleeding, because of her stab wound. So we're going to sedate you. And she's like, please don't put me to sleep. Please don't put me yeah, to sleep. I'd be scared. And she says, please, but they're like, the doctor injects, uh, you know, some sort of sedative into her um, arm. And we see a lot of needles going into the flesh um, in this film. So if that's like you're sque- squeamish about, and I get it, there's a lot of that uh, right up top. Um, meanwhile, the sheriff and Loomis are driving around the neighborhood and Loomis is like, has a gun in his hand and he's shining a <laughs> flashlight out the, out the window. Like, and everyone he sees, he's like, turn right. That's him. And it's just a tree. You know, it's like, look at that. It's like a dog. Imagine being like on the street and a car drives by with like a flashlight and a gun pointed yeah. out the window. <laughs> and the sheriff's like, you have to calm down. And, uh, he's like ordering, the the sheriff out and he's like dr loomis i hate to point this out here you let him out like you're his own goddamn doctor because remember he escaped when they were transferring him and it's like what was the plan did you you knew this guy was like this you should have taken more precautions yes and he says to loomis look you couldn't have shot him six times and have him live you must have shot at him six times and missed him i mean that happens that's no judgment yeah no man could be shot six times and keep going and Luma says, no. this is no man. And, well, that's not good. Allison, they spot what essentially looks like a Michael Myers in the distance and pull over. And there's all these, like, sort of teens on the, the sidewalk, like, drunk or trick-or-treating, like, Ellen costumes. And so Loomis pulls out his gun and runs out of the car, screaming, Michael. 
cool. And the sheriff grabs his hand like, you cannot gesture while with a gun when there are teenagers in front of you. Ooh. Also, we don't know if that's Michael Myers or a guy with a mask. Yeah, it is Halloween after all. Allison. The holiday, not the film. Exactly. This, yeah, they just think it's regular Halloween. They don't know we're watching them. Allison, this Michael Myers wanders into the street and, and is immediately run down by a police cruiser who not only hits this person, but slams the guy into a parked van and the whole thing explodes into flames. So this, okay. so we're seeing this Michael Myers mask melt onto this motherfucker's head and Loomis and the sheriff runs over. The sheriff goes, was it him? Was it him, Loomis? And of course, Loomis is like, I don't know. He's on fire. I I, uh, I didn't think, of, uh, sorry, I didn't know about this. Yeah. But they don't have time to answer because one of the deputies arriving, Deputy Gary, he is here to tell them that one of the, they are IDing the three bodies, and one of them is the sheriff's daughter Annie, who we saw earlier. It was uh, she was also babysitting in the last movie. She and Lori smoked a joint. They're friends from high school. She has been murdered by Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the sheriff is devastated by this, yes. and he and Loomis get into the deputy's cruiser so he could go identify the body. Back at the hospital, we see the mom and the kid with the bloody mouth. They leave the hospital. Okay. And we see sort of, we see several nurses whose names will be revealed in time. And the two paramedics, uh, Jimmy and Bud, they're all watching the news, listening to the news. Because now everyone in town knows this is happening. So we get this yes. uh, reporter, uh, Robert Mundy. And uh, Robert Mundy is on the scene just uh, trying to get every graphic detail, you know, trying to figure out what's going on. And everyone now knows there's an escaped murderer named Michael Myers in the town. The paramedic Jimmy has sort of like, I don't know what you'd call this, sort of like a white knight, like he wants to be the hero. So now he wants to go visit Lori in her bed. So she's in a hospital room now. She's unconscious. And he walks in to her room while she's asleep and he runs his finger over her hand Jimmy, I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to stop you right there, bud. And Lori wakes up and he says hi. And they kind of chat sort of like, well, how how are you doing with, you know, everything that's been happening? You know, uh, that guy's killing people. And we get uh, the head nurse, Virginia Alves. Her name is is spelled Alves, but they all keep saying Alves. So I'm just going to say Alves. So she is a head nurse. She's no fucking nonsense. She's also a woman of color who I believe is the only person of color. Again, not not that I have to call it every time, but it's just nice to see. In the 80s, like, okay. 1981, I mean, all right. All white people. Um, And she's also uh, a wonderful character. Everyone in this is like a great character actor. It's like, oh, you need me to be a strict nurse. Guess what? I'm going to be yeah. that nurse. Got it. Strictest nurse. And so she reasonably enough was like, Jimmy, get the fuck out of my patients. Like she knows him. He's obviously like one of the few paramedics in town. Like get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? And he's like, Oh, sorry. I was just visiting her and I saving her in my mind and I'll be the hero. And I'm sure I won't be murdered by Michael Myers. Anyways, I just want to involve Certainly myself not. in the plot line um, as much as I could. So uh, she kicks him out and she says, sorry about that, Lori. And letting her know, so you have a stab wound, but you also have a fracture in your leg. But it's not a full break, so the doctor wants to wait in the morning. We're going to do x-rays and set it. So right now it's just bandaged, so you cannot get up and walk or it's going to be really painful. But we're going to give you a ton of medication and, you know, you should be set. And she sets out and Jimmy stops in again to see Lori. And he's like, do you want a Coke? Which I did think was nice. I'm sure if I had been attacked by a serial, I would like a... A delicious cold. Oh, my God. A cold, regular. I mean, honestly, I prefer a diet at this point. But, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I probably would, too. Um, But, again, 
she kicks him out and the other paramedic bud says we have another call so they leave we see robert mundy the reporter on the scene uh where again the alleged murderer michael myers has killed three people he's now saying that they believe he may have been just killed and burned to death in a car accident it's unconfirmed they have to confirm the identity of the body but his legacy lives on in the death of these three teenagers who have been sliced and diced in this Haddonfield home. And another reporter, we sort of like see them like they're instructing, like, okay, get sign, like you have to get sign outs if you're getting a quote. Unless it's a teenager, okay. you have to get the parents. But honestly, just get the teenager to sign it themselves. We can argue that in court later. Like they're trying to get into right. this as as much as they can, right? Yes. Unfortunately, listen, they bring the sheriff to identify his daughter Annie's body. Well, the body is on a stretcher outside the house in front of everybody, including the press. Like, no. And I think that was probably just that. They just needed to shoot that. They needed it to. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, he pulls down the sheet. It's Annie. And she did. Yeah. And the sheriff is in shock and says, I have to go home and I have to tell my wife. I can't let her find out from the news. Mm -hmm. And they say, go ahead. And in the meantime, uh, Deputy Gary is going to sort of take over. The sheriff turns on Loomis and screams, you let him out. This is your fault. And it obviously wasn't Loomis's intention, but if you know that he's like this and Loomis keeps saying that he knows he's not a man, well, then why do you let, why, why do you, you give him the opportunity? What, were you, what was the plan right. here? Right, right. You knew this was a possibility. Yeah. So the sheriff storms away to go tell his poor wife that their child has been murdered. And the deputy's like, oh, so, Dr. Loomis, anything else we could do for you? Uh, they Haddonfield really appreciates uh, everything you've done for the town. And Loomis says, well, we have to make sure that guy who burst into flames actually is Michael Myers. And the deputy's like, of course it's him. Like, he was wearing the outfit. What are you, who is with this guy? But Loomis points, Loomis says, I worked with Michael for 15 years. There was nothing within him, neither conscience nor reason, that wasn't even remotely human. An hour ago, I stood up and, and fired six shots into him. He just got up and walked away. I am talking about the real possibility that he is still out there. He says, get a dentist and I'll be you at the coroner's office in a half an hour. Get a dentist? Sounds like my kind of Saturday night. Because so is that what dentists do? Like, identify, like... I think so. Are there dentists where it's like... Like a forensic dentist? I, I guess forensic, not just like any dentist. I think maybe a lot of dentists could do that, because basically... What I think any dentist could, but like, isn't there somebody who that's their job? I gotta imagine, but maybe if you're a small town, maybe you would use a local sure. dentist, because it's like... I guess. I guess if a body's been... They should be calling it the feds at this point. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, considering how this is going, which is not well, you want to get not some well. more people there. But it's like... Yeah, you need some manpower. But yeah, I guess it's like anybody who can help, like, let's get them on the case. And I guess if the body is so badly burned, you can't tell what they look like. The dental records is the only Teeth way to is. ID. Yeah. So it's like, get yeah. a dentist. At least they can see if the x-rays look the same. Sure. Um, we're not dentists here, obviously. No, no, we are not. <laughs> Meanwhile, we see Nurse Karen. Um, she's leaving a holiday party with or a Halloween party with her friend Darcy. Darcy's like, Can you drive me home? And Karen's like, I'm gonna be late. Nurse Alves is gonna be so fucking pissed at me. I'm always late. And it's like, okay, I'll drop you off. So she's headed over to the um hospital. They're walking towards her car. And we see a kid with a boom box uh playing a ra- another radio report that says Lori Strode. In the radio report, Allison, they say Lori Strode has been taken to Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. Don't put okay. that on the radio when there's yeah, an active like, serial killer on the loose. That just seems like we don't need to know what hospital anyone is going to ever. Yeah. Um, the kid then runs into someone. It's the actual Michael Myers, of course, who just bumps course. him and keeps walking. And we see Karen, the nurse, 
pull into the hospital parking lot and rush in late for her shift, not noticing that in her back seat is Michael Myers. So now Michael Myers is at the hospital. Okay. So from here on out, it's going to be hospital mayhem for the most part. Got it. We meet the security guard, Mr. Garrett, who is, of course, not looking at the security cameras. He is reading a magazine and he is watching whatever, like, the late night horror movie is. He doesn't give a fuck. He is not doing his job. He doesn't give a shit. And also, on the movie, there are sounds of, like, screams and broken glass. So it's like, even if you heard that in the hospital, you would just assume it's the movie. You'd be like, oh, the movie's on. This guy stinks at his job, but he Yeah, that's bad. You can't do that. So Karen's coming in, like, the employee entrance, and Mr. Garrett buzzles her in. So she comes in, you know, puts on her fabulous cunty little white nurse's outfit. And I feel like I have this tension where it's like, it is not good that as a nurse, you had to dress really hot, but also yeah. what the, it is a fat, it looks like a, just like a white dress with like the little nurse's hat and a pink belt. I'm like, I'm sorry. I love it. It's chic as hell. So and like good. for the sake of, for the sake of cinema, I'm so happy. But like, when I think back, I'm like, I want my medical professionals to be as comfortable as possible. Right. And that's why we invented scrubs where it's like, no one should have to yes. like wear a girdle to go like, you know, drain yeah. someone's abscess or something, you know? Uh, but she looks great. She looks dynamite. Um, in the cafeteria, we see another nurse. Janet is talking to Jimmy and Bud, the paramedics. And she's like, you know, my friend Julie saw Michael Myers yesterday. I saw she's in town. They're like, you're a liar. He didn't escape until last night. Your friend's just trying to get attention. And, and, and she, basically, Bud says, your friend's a liar and a moron. And she's like, well, you don't have to be a so moron. mean. You just thought she saw him. So Bud's an asshole, so we know that he will die. Um, I'd rather somebody be thinking they see him than denying that he's around. Also, if he's not even human, like, you don't know what you fucking saw. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so Karen, the nurse that just arrived, comes and flirts with Bud. So they have, like, a little something going on. And he, when she walks away, he sings, much like in My Bloody Valentine, where they sing a song about the waitress being a virgin. He sings yes. a song, the lyrics for which, we'll put it in here, is Amazing Grace, Come Sit on My Face, Don't Make Me Cry, I Need Your Pie. And to Jimmy's credit, Jimmy said, could you shut up? Yeah. What are you doing? Stop. And he's like, they're watching the news, you know, and he's like, that could have been your brother, Mark. It could have been Ziggy. Like, what is, like, this is a horrible thing. Like, why are you being like this? But he's like, listen, I, let's cut the shit. I know why you're mad. Is that you're interested in Lori. I saw how you looked at her. Let me tell you, you could you could date the nurses, but do not date the patients. It never ends well. Believe me, I've tried. What? It's like, oh, my God. Hey. But clearly, Jimmy is interested. That's, like, what's going on. Yeah. And so um, uh, Nurse Alves does yell at Karen and says, you're late, you're late again. 15 minutes could be between life and death for one of the patients. Also, they have a nursery in there. So it's like they have other patients in the hospital. It's not, it doesn't seem like there's that many, but it's not like mm-hmm. it's just Lori, you know? And so Nurse Alves just goes, rips into Karen. Karen's like, I'm really sorry. I, I really apologize. She's like, okay, fine. So Nurse Alves starts walking Karen through the list of patients. Unfortunately, okay. as they go through it, we see Michael Myers just walking, sauntering down the hallway in the hospital leisurely going from one room to the other, which are mostly empty. So he's always yeah. got a million places to hide. He's just hanging out. Yeah. yeah. Um, J- Jimmy also stops in again to see Lori and he sits down and he says, wow, you know, they really should have a better eye on that Michael Myers guy. Allison, Lori doesn't know the guy was Michael Myers until right now. Like she just knew that some guy attacked her. And she's like, wait, oh. Michael Myers, the guy who killed his sister as a kid, who lived in the weird, like, haunted house in our town. Like, everyone only knows this, like, old Myers place where this murder happened, you know, when Michael was a child. He's like, I thought he was in some sort of, like, mental hospital somewhere. That was him? 
he showed up? And Jimmy's like, nice. yeah, the radio is saying he escaped last night and came to town and murdered those people. And Lori's like, why? Why me? Like, why was I involved? Like, that's so bizarre. And again, Nurse Alves comes in and is like, Jimmy, if I see any of again, Jimmy, I'm going to freak out and kicks him out. And he he says, she says to Lori, hey, we're trying to find your parents. Mm-hmm. Um, they were at the country club party that Dr. Mixture was at, but they aren't there now and they're not at home. So like, do you know where they were? Are? And Lori's like, I was just attacked by oh. a serial killer. You figure it out. I don't know. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. Allison, Nurse Alves says, okay, I'll, I'll call back over there. She picks up the phone to find out, of course, the phone lines are dead in the entire hospital. No. And she, Nurse Alves calls Nurse Janet to go tell Mr. Garrett, the security guard, the phone lines are down. Can you go take a look at the breaker telephone? Yeah. Electricity? Phone I don't room. know. He says, all the phones are down, so tell him to do it quickly. Lori says, wait, sorry, what's going on with the phones? And Nurse Alves says, don't worry about it. I'll let you know as soon as we find your parents. I'll be right back. No. Allison, at this point in the movie, what would you do? What would you do? I'm leaving. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to get in my car. I don't think that that becomes an option because I know there's some tires that get slashed. Absolutely. Um, But I would just get the living fuck out of there. Yeah. I don't care. I'm I'm, I'm going to find a phone to call the police and be like, just go to the hospital. I won't be there. But like, clearly you'll see something's up. Yeah, just sort of doing anything. I think it's crucial. Anything. Throwing a brick through the window, like crawling out. Um, you know, just whatever you need to do. Whatever, something to put a little space or a little obstacle between you and Mike Myers showing up. Whatever that looks like. Whatever that is. Get creative. Something. Get creative. Sofas, recliners, love seats. Everything is better in leather. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley, where bold meets durable. And wait a minute. Who's been finger painting on the couch again? That's okay. Leather is easy to clean. The new leather collection at Ashley is built with the durability you need for the whole family. Yes, pets too. Luxury is meant to be livable. Shop chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting you're working hard real hard and you're thirsty you need vitamins nutrients for peak performance and energy and your plants do too Aww. i mean just look at the little guy water soluble plant food from miracle grow is full of essential nutrients just a little scoop into your watering can and boom instant feeding and bigger more beautiful plants it's kind of like a sports drink for your plants you may have to suffer from heat but your plants do not Absolutely. You're dead right. Um, speaking of dead, uh, Mr. Gare, the security guard, gives Nurse Janet his other walkie-talkie and says, I'm going to go um, check out the telephone poles or outside or the tele- some sort of telephone structure outside the hospital. Um, it's, in the, it's behind the hospital and it's extremely poorly lit alley. So just go ahead, take this walkie-talkie that you don't know how to use. And she even says, I don't know how to use this. And he says, it's don't like, worry it about it. Matter. I'll be right back. Allison, Uh-oh. he of course goes into the alley and no, um, he hears a sound of the dumpster and he, a braver man than I opens the lid only to have a cat leap at him and knock him to the ground before scampering away. Allison, would Riz, your cat, would he work in cahoots with Michael Myers? For no, any I reason? don't think he works with anyone. Okay, great. He's, he's, an he's kind of a loner. Yeah. 
he's not smart. And for that, I love him. Yeah. But I don't think that, like, he would cooperate with someone. That makes sense. And, like, do their bidding, especially if there's, like, there would have to be, like, a lot of treats and a lot of chicken and cucumbers in it for him. Yeah. Which sounds delicious. Yeah. Um, Mr. Garrett finds the door of the maintenance office, which sort of is, like, the storage. It's, like, there's a desk in there for the maintenance man, but then it's, like, storage of a a lot of tools, a lot of uh, giant um, sort of scissors and pliers and wrenches and Great. metal good, implements. Good, good, oh, yeah. good, good, good. You want those around. And then within it, there is a um, another door that says keep out. The Of course, the lock is undone and the door is open. So Mr. Garrett does go continue into the storage area. He has a flashlight. It, it might as well just be dark. Like it, This is the worst flashlight. It's not doing shit. Yeah. Um, and he called, luckily, at least he calls it at Nurse Janet and says, I think someone broke into the storeroom. Uh, leave and go find a phone and call the police. Like, just mm-hmm. leave the hospital. Yes. Allison, she yes. can't use the fucking walkie talkie. And I'm sure I'd be in the same predicament. So she's like getting Couldn't individual words. And she's like, Mr. Garrett, I don't know how to use this. And she, he's trying to tell her someone has to drive to the sheriff's office because he's not entirely stupid. Unfortunately, Allison, Mr. Garrett is still half stupid because he hears a noise deeper into the storeroom. And he follows it in. And it's like, Mr. Garrett, you do enough to say someone has to go drive to the sheriff's office and you're going to go in and take on Michael Myers? Right. Like, what are you, like, you know what's happening. There's also a couple of moments where, like, it continues, like, he opens a closet door and a bunch of boxes fall on him. It's very, like, sitcom, like, 90s sitcom. Do you remember that episode of Friends where they finally open the closet door in Monica's apartment and it turns out she's a neat freak, but they open the door and all this but shit falls out. everything's in there. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Basically, that's what happened when he opens the closet. Great. Um, unfortunately, he goes to shut the door. He turns only to have Michael Myers bury a hammer in Mr. Garrett's skull. Over at the coroner's office, the deputy and Dr. Loomis arrive to work with the coroner to ID the body that was burned. So sort of, is this Michael Myers or is this just some poor bastard who died? Mm-hmm. Um, and they find out that the body, the, unfortunately, the body has no fillings. So it's a young person. But Michael Myers is only 21 and also doesn't have fillings. So it's like, well, what? shit. And the coroner says. I've had fillings since I was young. <laughs> oh, I, I had fillings since I was a kid. I guess those are yeah, children. Soft teeth. Those are yeah. also kids' teeth. I guess you get new teeth. But you got fillings and baby teeth? No. I don't know. No, you didn't. I don't think. I might have. Anyhow, you only have them for a few years. You have them for a little bit. Regardless, yes. Michael Myers doesn't have them. And the coroner says, well, we could do a full workup. Like, we could do point-by-point point analysis, but it's going to take a couple hours. Like, I can't – there's not like yeah. I can just look at. I, I have to, like, yeah, do it Yeah, eyeballing it. And uh, Dr. Lewis is like, we don't have a couple hours. It's like, okay, well, whose fucking fault is that? Figure, you figure something out then. Yeah, bitch. It's not the dentist's fault. The sheriff arrives, but, like, the way it seems that, that Deputy Gary has been put formally in charge of the investigation, so now he's telling the sheriff what to do. And so he makes the call. Everyone's going back out. We cannot assume Michael Myers is dead. We have to assume he's still in the town. And the sheriff says, absolutely, let's, you got it. So that was the right call. It's like, we can't assume this guy is Michael Myers. Let's just keep. Yeah, right. Meanwhile, uh, they drive back to the old Myers house to see, did Michael Myers go back there? Which they also did in the Halloween movie. Like, is he living in the old Myers house? Did he return there? Is that like his home base? Right. They arrive there and all the townspeople are gathering, throwing rocks and sort of taking their fear and aggression over these murders out on the house itself. And Loomis, I mean, there are worse things to do. But. Yeah. And Loomis says, of course, the tribe, one of their numbers was butchered. This 
is awake. It's like, okay. Okay. Of course, when they arrive, the sheriff checks it out. There's nobody in there. And they're outside Loomis' house, or outside the Myers' house. Everyone's sort of yelling and throwing rocks. And the deputy says, go search it again. I was like, oh, can you say that to your superior? Excuse me. I, I, I don't know how being a sheriff works. Yeah. Um. So the sheriff goes back in. They're going to do a search. And Loomis explains the story of Michael as a child murdering his sister. Mm-hmm. Um. And then when he was brought into the hospital, which he's been there for 15 years. So he murdered right. his sister when he was six. He became very, um, like, he was very static. He didn't talk. He didn't move. Mm-hmm. He was silent and stationary. And then he thinks that kind of lulled the staff into complacency. Mm-hmm. I feel like, okay, so you mean you? Like, you were right. one, like you were in control. You were his caretaker. Guy. You yeah. were his medical staff. Like, what, um, a question yes, that maybe I forget if it was addressed in the first movie. When did the mask come to play? The mask seems like it was, I believe, from the from Jump. I believe he had the mask from the beginning. Like, was he wearing it as a child? Let's see. In my mind, yes, but I realize I might be, um, uh, I might be making that up. Let's see. Um, no, it looks like he got the mask. Yes, okay, so he okay. didn't have the mask. He When he got to Haddonfield, he got it from Smith's. Uh, from Nichols Hardware Store. Okay, so that's that's great. Okay, so when he arrives in town, he goes to the hardware store, you know, to pick up a okay. little sundries. And then sure. because it was Halloween, they had a display of Halloween stuff, including oh, a couple okay. masks. Got so it. that's yes. that's what it was. Okay. Um, I was going to say, Kat, take out me being stupid, but you'd have to take out the whole fucking uh, podcast. So uh, we did find it. So, yeah, so it's a newer acquisition um, associated also with the town. The town has a lot of meetings, and in this case, the town also gave him his classic mask, which I also makes sense, like, why someone else would have it. So it's like, oh, the person who was wearing it, if that's not Michael Myers, which we know it isn't because we've seen him in the hospital, that right. guy probably also bought it at the hardware store. So there are multiple right. masks that are the same mask that are Out for there. sale. Yeah. Yes. Um. So uh, so they're standing outside, and Loomis is explaining Mer- Michael murdering his sister and how everyone assumed they didn't know what Michael really was. And the deputy said, did you? And Loomis just says, Loomis says, yeah. It's like, okay, well then. Well then what the hell are we doing like, here? Like if you yes. knew, this is on you. Let me just say this. It reminds me of in every Batman movie, and this is an observation from by friend of the pod, uh, Dave Schilling, my ex. And he said, he's like, the thing about every Batman movie is it relies on Batman being a really bad detective. Because if he did figure it out, it would stop the Joker. Like, in fact, he has to be bad at it or the the Batman, yeah. like, you know, trying to stop like a villain. Because if he did stop it, there wouldn't be a movie. So I think it's like, yes. well, Lewis, it's nice for you to say this, but also it didn't, it meant nothing because we still ended up here. Like, all that right. information didn't lead to us not having Michael Myers, Myers murdering people in our town, right? Right. Allison, two boys run up to them and say, our friend Bennett Trainer, so my boys, I mean like 15, but like our friend Bennett didn't arrive home. He was drunk and he was wearing the same kind of mask that the guy was wearing. And so Loomis is like, uh-oh, um, so, so maybe we should get that kid's dental records because uh, maybe that was the guy that uh, blew up. Yeah. Spoiler alert, of course, it yeah. was this kid Bennett. This poor bastard. Just then, the sheriff runs over. He has new news. There's been a break-in at the elementary school, and they're pretty sure it's Mike Myers. We're going to the elementary school. So they rush over there. Back at the hospital, uh, Karen sees there's a patient call light. So when the patient hits the button, a light turns Mm -hmm. on over their room, Mm -hmm. their door, and then it buzzes. So it's kind of hard to miss. 
So she walks into the darkened room, leans over the figure in the bed, and a man grabs her. But of course it's just Bud, the gross paramedic I hope dies. Oh, good. Well, closer to death, I hope. And Karen sort of pries herself out of her arms, and he says, oh, you're the biggest jerk I ever met. He says, yeah, but you love it. She says, and I'm an idiot for it. It's like, Karen! I guess like the only guy you meet who's like, I, you're age appropriate, you live in our small town, even though you're an asshole, yeah. I guess I'm going to fuck you in the hospital. And so he starts bud because he's horny. He's like, we should go to the therapy room. But they're not, they're saying therapy room is as if that's something we should know what that is. I'm like, what are you going to go to the therapy room for? But Karen says, yeah. I can't leave the kids. And we saw the nursery. Like, they're, it's like, we, uh, like, I can't just leave the patients. And she says the kids specifically. Like, I can't. But then she's like, well, maybe I can okay. go in for a little bit. But let me just do some no. rounds. I'll check on everybody first. And I was like, you know there's a serial killer loose in the town. Don't leave any yeah, don't patient. leave a bunch of kids alone. Yeah. yeah. But she's like, let me check everyone, and then I'll meet you in the ther- therapy room. Allison, meanwhile, we see Lori's dreaming. So we're in her dream state. And we see her as a okay. child talking to her mother. And her mother, she says to her mother, why don't you tell me anything? And her mother says, I told you, I'm not your mother. It's like, okay, well, clearly you're my mother figure. Why are you yelling at me? Allison, in her dream, she sees a boy sitting in a chair looking out the window, a boy a few years older than her. And he turns and he looks at her. And she wakes up. And when she looks down, she sees blood dripping onto the floor. Not hers, but she sees and hears blood dripping. Oh, no. And she goes back to sleep. Because she's sedated. Like, she's in and out of sedation. Right. They're, you're just kind of like, what's real, what's not? Yeah. Like, even if something's happening, you're kind of like, mm. Allison, Karen, and Bud go into the therapy room, which is a room with it. And thank God, because it's been a while since we had this. There is a yeah. therapeutic hot tub. And we have not had a proper okay. hot tub scene. I want to say it since Madman. Since Thanksgiving camp. Yeah. Now, I was shocked to see a hot tub in a hospital. But I'm glad I can't to think see of it. any time I've ever seen one. But and you think you would have as someone perhaps. with like spinal stuff? You think water therapy would be good? Like you don't have to put pressure on your spine. You yeah, should. Like, if anything, even, you should get therapeutic hot tub time. I know, all I want to do is be in a hot tub. I that's, love oh, hot I would just watch it because I'm like, oh, I know they're gonna get murdered here, but anything so good. I'm like, I have a terrace, and I'm like, I could put like it's Girl, like I couldn't. But I have like, a it's one like one bedroom. And I was like, could I put a hot tub? Could I put a hot tub in here? Like all I want is a hot tub. Are there, like, My I want to go to a hotel room. I guess you could find a hotel with a hot tub. God, that's probably It's expensive. like jacuzzi baths, but, like, not quite a hot. Like, I God. want, like, yeah. a hot tub. My parents had one when I, we were growing up, and it was the fucking best. It was very we cool used in it, the 90s. Like, 80s. We used it like, all the time. Oh, that sounds like heaven. When it was snowing? Get out Ooh, of here. Ooh, okay, now we're talking. So they're going to go in there and fuck, obviously. And I, As they should. And again, it feels like 1981... I'm sure nurses Talk about the hospital hot tub. Who gives a shit? Yeah. So they start, they get in, they start canoodling. Carrie's like, wow, it's, um, it's actually really hot in here. And Bud says, that's just me. It's like, okay. Okay. Allison, of course, we see Michael Myers turning up the temperature on the hot tub. And they're, they're making out. And eventually she says, Bud, it's honestly too hot in here. I have to get out. Oh, no. And he says, no, don't get out. It's too cold out there. And she learns him and says, it can get cold in here, a.k.a. I'm getting out or I'm not going to fuck you. So he says, that's fine. So he gets out first and he goes in, essentially behind a glass partition. So we see him through yeah. this opaque glass. He starts to get changed while she's still sitting uh, on the edge of the tub, putting her towel on. Uh, behind it, her, we see a pantomime of Michael Myers murdering Bud, strangling him while in the nude and dropping his body to the ground. I hope to God I don't die naked. <laughs> 
All I want in the world is to die. To die with clothes with on. Clothes on. <laughs> I know. Ugh. Yeah, absolutely. And so, of course, Ter- Karen's back is still turned, and Michael comes in the room and puts his hand on her shoulder. She says, forget it, bud. I have to go back to work. But do you want to get breakfast later? Michael Myers doesn't doesn't answer. Allison, Obviously. she starts to suck on Michael Myers' fingers. But I'm like, I'm sorry. You would recognize, you, even if a, a guy you're casually a, hooking up with, you would recognize that's not his hand. Like, hands are hands are pretty. Yeah. Like, if you'd never, like, seen someone's hands sure. and never touched them, yeah, sure. Like, you, you see it, there's a hand involved and you just assume it's, there's, like, I could see. But, like. You were just in a hot tub with this. Also, person. you know that motherfucker's got blood under his fingernails. Like he doesn't seem yeah. like he's taking care Ugh. of his skin. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not like constantly like washing and moisturizing. Yeah. Um. So she starts sucking on his fingers, and Michael Myers jerks his hands away. You know, that was why he's like, "Oh, oh." Unfortunately, oh. she then turns. <laughs> Michael Myers grabs her by the back of the head and dunks her head in the water. He pulls her out. She's screaming. And we see the water's getting hotter and hotter. So he's dunking her in. This is genuinely horrifying. Dunking her in the water. To drown in, like, basically boiling water in a hot tub at a hospital. And you see the the little meter, and it moves over to scalding. There's, like, a red warning, like, scalding hot. And as he's dunking her over and over again. How does it even get that hot? It shouldn't. And finally, he holds her down long enough to drown her. And when he pulls her body back out, her face... um, and her titties are just absolutely falling off. They're they're falling oh. off the bone. And he takes her, he just kind of drops her on the ground. Yeah. One of the worst ways to go. Absolutely. Not simply drowned, but drowned while boiling alive. Boiling and drowned. Like, either one of those on their own. A horrific Ooh. death. Together? Yeah. Over at the elementary school, they find a broken window, some blood, and a children's drawing on the teacher's desk with a knife buried in it. In case... Michael was just like, in case I'm not explaining what's going on, let me just do this. Yes. And we see a drawing of a family, a mother, a father, a son, and Allison, a daughter. Uh-oh. And Loomis season says, a sister. On the wall in blood, it's written the word Sam Hain. And they're like, what the fuck is this? Who's Sam Hain? Who's Sam Hain? Loomis says, it's a Celtic word, the Lord of the Dead, festival of the end of summer, 1930, or October 31st. It's Halloween. Suddenly, a woman appears. Turns out her name is Marion Chambers. And, which, oh, is that the okay. name? That's the name from, um, uh, is it from Psycho? It's Marion Chambers. Or is that Mar- It's familiar. Let's see. But then I was like, didn't I just hear this in this episode? And it's like, I guess not. <laughs> I'm thinking of Marion Crane. Yeah, so Marion Crane was Psycho, okay. Marion Chambers. Very similar. In homage. Much like in, um, we just did, It's a Wonderful Knife. Um, in homage to uh, Gail Prescott in Scream. Um, I love horror. Uh, but so Marion shows up and says, hey, um, so uh, you're going to have to come back to the Institute where Michael escaped from. The governor called and was basically like, oh. why the fuck is a serial killer? Let- yeah, what the fuck yeah. happened? What do you mean you were transferring him? What do you mean you let him escape? It's yeah. embarrassing for us. It's embar- The governor's like, you have to get out of there. The name of the place is Sa- Smith's Grove. And she says, okay. you have to come back. And he's like, I have to find my way out. He's like, no, no, there's a cop outside. Yeah. You could potentially be prosecuted for this. They're going to try to find you liable. So, and also you're not finding him. So you're going to get in the car with me and we're going to drive back. And she does say, I'm, I apologize because she was one of the people who thought it was fine to transfer him. She's like, I'm sorry that I didn't believe you when you said there's something on Michael that's not right. Like there's something more wrong with him. And Lou says, I can't leave now. 
But Marion says, you don't have a choice. There's a marshal outside. We are going right now. So yeah. they leave. They get in the car. The marshal's driving them back to Smith's Grove. Meanwhile, Jimmy goes to stop by Lori's hospital room again. And he says to her, I promise not to let anything happen to you. Allison, Lori is staring with her eyes wide open. And he, Jimmy tries to, like, you know, Uh-oh. wake her. He can't do it. He runs to get a nurse because essentially she is, like, passed out with her eyes open. Right. Nurse Janet runs to get Dr. Mixter because she she's like, if this is what I think it is, she's having a bad reaction to the medication. So she goes right. to get the actual doctor. Is like, we can't, this is out of our purview. Get Dr. Mixter. She runs to his office, which has a, um, its own shower running, which is just a fake out. It's just like his shower's running. And then she goes yeah. into his office and she he's sitting facing his aquarium. And she says, Lori's having a reaction to this enjoying medication. enjoying the fish. Allison, she reaches out and puts her hand on his shoulder and he kind of, he swivels around in his chair only to see that he has a hypodermic needle essentially rammed into his orbital socket. So not in the middle oh. of the eyeball, but sort of like the flesh uh, into the skull of the orbital socket. Mm-hmm. Well, wouldn't you believe it? Michael Myers grabs her Janet from behind and he does the same goddamn thing to her. Yeah. And she, of course, collapses. A lot of needlework in this movie. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jimmy has wherewithal to go find um, Nurse Alves. Well, unfortunately, he does find her. And uh, also, the lights are basically off. It's one of those things where, like, the lights are on, but it is dark as fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, like, emergency lights and stuff. Um, We see the patient call alarm go off. And we see um, a nurse, another nurse rush past. And, um, hang on one second. What was that nurse's name? There's so many goddamn nurses. I was like, wait, which one is that one? Um, so one of our remaining nurses, uh, and her Jill. Okay. So we see Jill, she's resting past. So all the, everyone's doing the right thing. Like everyone's trying to be like, okay, someone get nurse out. Someone go get the doctor. Someone go find Mr. Garrett. You know, um, we see, uh, nurse Jill rush past to the patient call alarm. Um, unfortunately, because everyone's scattered, we see the POV of Michael Myers approaching Lori's room. And we see him standing over her bed and raising a scalpel. Mm-mm. And Michael Myers brings it down into Lori's body. No. Allison, he pulls back the sheet. She's already gone. It's just a bunch of pillows. Classic okay. move, Lori. Classic. And we see that she she's no fucking dummy. She's up and about. She has a fractured leg, but she is hobbling down the hallway to try to hide, to try to get out of there because she knows what's going on. She knows that Michael Myers is going to come for her. Um, nurse Jill returns to find Lori gone. It's like, oh, God damn it. You know, like now she's loose in the hospital. We see Lori kind of like hobbling in her gown down um, the hallway on the security camera. We see her stumble into a room and sort of try to grab the phone, which is still out. It wouldn't matter. But she sort of mm-hmm. collapses and she's in the fetal position and she passes out. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, um, Loomis, uh, they're about to get in the car to leave and, um, drive back to Smith's Grove and the deputy Gary stops him and says, we're going to find him. I promise you. And Luma says, where? And the deputy yeah. says, um, I don't know, which I thought was funny. It's like, um, yeah. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't I know. know. And so Loomis and Marion and the marshal leave Jill, uh, the nurse says, fuck, I, I was going to shit. I have to go find Mr. Garrett only of course, to find out his post is empty. We already know Mr. Garrett's dead. She doesn't know that. Right. On the screen, she's sort of looking in the security room. We see on the screen Michael Myers walking down the hallway. Nurse Jill walks back in that same direction. Then we see her walking in the hallway 
Well, what do you know when Alistair are about to uh, meet in the middle? And right as she's about to open the door where Michael Myers, we just saw him go in, Jimmy puts his hand under Jill's shoulder and scares her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says, everyone's fucking gone. We have to find Lori. I don't know what's going on. We, I need your help finding her. And she says, you look in the East Wing, and if you don't find anyone, Nurse Jill, get in your car and drive to the sheriff's office. You look for her. If you can't, somebody has to leave and go find the sheriff. Like, it just is what it is. Yeah. Which is a great advice that no one, everyone keeps saying and nobody's taking. Everyone who says yeah. that then just stays in the hospital, right? And on the wall uh, behind them is the shadow cast by the window. And we see that Michael Myers is standing in the room behind them. And we see mm-hmm. the shadow, but in such a way that we can see it and they can't. And they leave not knowing that he is inches behind them. Mm-hmm. Jimmy um, also starts to look, as he starts to look for Lori, he finds Nurse Alvis dead. She's tied to a gurney and she has an IV inserted in her arm. And her, it's her blood that was dripping all over the floor. Not great. So when Lori, Lori woke and saw it, it was... She's probably on the gurney, and then Mike Michael Myers put her in this room. And now there's a huge pool of blood on the floor. Jimmy turns to leave, and as he does, he slips on the pool of blood, falls to the ground, and knocks himself unconscious. Allison, mm. I gotta ask you at this point, who will survive? Who will survive? All right, who we got left? Okay, so we got Lori. Yeah, that's Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. yes. Um, I think that she survives. Okay, great. That's Tansy. Because I know reason. she's in yeah, um, she's in some of the other movies. Uh we've got Jimmy, the paramedic. I think he's gonna die. Um, we've got Jill the nurse, who's been very helpful, but I she is just one of many nurses. We gotta keep that in mind. Okay, she's probably gonna die. Uh Dr. Loomis. I think Dr. Lo- I think this is the end. I think he will make a discovery or like leave information behind. But he is, this is the end of him. Um, and then uh, I would say the sheriff and deputy Gary. Um, a lot. I, there's just so many of these movies that I know are coming that I know we need some carryover. So I'm going to assume that they survive. Okay, great. Um, and Michael survives. In as much as someone who is not a man can survive. Ashley's Memorial Day sale is going on now. Shop our biggest selection of hot buys, cool deals, or shop limited time savings on new summer spaces. Plus, get 72-month special financing on select in-store mattress purchases made with your Ashley Advantage Synchrony credit card between May 14th and June 3rd. Whether you're redecorating indoors or rethinking your outdoor space, save big on this season's trending styles. Only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. No minimum purchase required. See store for details. Napa! Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad. Rubber-coated hardware for a better fit and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. So we see the blonde nurse, Jill. She uh, has the wherewithal to say, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Runs to her car. Mm-hmm. Allison, not only will it, will it not start, oh, the God. tires have been slashed. Yes. As have yes. the tires of, uh, I believe it was Nurse Karen's car next to her. 
So Jill runs back inside. I think that's the wrong move. I think she was afraid that Michael Myers was right there, like in the parking lot, which I get. Which I understand. Like, yeah. you see the tire slash. There is an idea in your mind that like this just happened or that he's like waiting for yes. you to come out and see that and jump and get you. But like, I'm just running. Exactly. Just away. Try Just hoof it. Run. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Lori literally can't even walk at this point because she's in such pain. So she's crawling out of the room she was hiding in, broken but unbowed. Mm. And Nurse Jill runs in right as Lori's in the hallway. And Nurse Jill runs and calls to Lori, who turns just in time to see Mike Myers stab Nurse Jill in the back and lift her into the air with his freak strength and then drop okay. her. Okay. Lori wisely decides to get up and haul ass. And so she's able to make it into the hall, the stairwell ahead of uh, Michael Myers. And she eventually makes it into, you guessed it, the boiler room. Yeah. Um, and where she finds Mr. Garris's dead ass body hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. Michael advances on her with a scalpel, but she's able to open a little cellar window and squeeze through it, not to the outside, but to the next room. And mm-hmm. she falls onto boxes of medical supplies. So there's like shattered glass and glass I assume and needles. needles. And, and she's like yeah. rolling over trying to get away from Ay. the glass. Yuck. It reminds me of in the original Suspiria, there's an excellent sequence where somebody squeezes through a tiny window. I won't spoil it uh, here, right. but it's, it's incredibly scary. When, when you see what she falls into on the other side. Um, but fortunately, she's, again, put a little distance between them. She's able to get to the elevator mm. up from the basement level, only to yes. see Michael advancing on her with his scalpel. And he reaches out, and for a second, it looks like his scalpel is going to stop the elevator door. But the door closes anyway. As a result, Lori is able to get out into the parking lot and is able to find a door. And it's this beautiful, fat, like... They don't make 50s cars, but it's like, and like they do, but it's like, it's yeah. like the kind of car uh, the big bopper would drive. Sure. Like it's like yeah. baby yellow, sickening, yeah. huge, gorgeous. Yeah. And yeah. she's able to hide sort of in the footwell of the passenger seat because mm-hmm. she can't really run. So it's like, okay, well, at least you're yeah. hiding outside of the hospital. Yes. Uh, as the marshal drives them out of town, Marion Chambers finally turns to Loomis. Shit that she should have said before they left the hospital. And she says, you know, there's something else I need to tell you. And he's sort of deep in thought. He's like... The Druid priests held fire rituals. Prisons of war criminals, the insane, were burned alive in baskets. 2,000 years later, we've come no further. And Marion's like, well, anyways, um, the governor ordered the court to unseal a secret file on Michael Myers, which, of course, Lomas replies, impossible. I knew everything about him. Well, it turns out... Well, maybe not everything. Allison, they unsealed the secret file. What did they find in the secret file, Allison? What fact about Michael Myers has just been revealed? Do you want to guess? Maybe he, um, like, saw his own death and okay. isn't dead. Okay. I, don't know, I don't know why it would have to do with the druids. So Right. Well, it turns out that Lori Strode is Michael Myers' sister. But I like oh. where you were going with this. Okay. Wow. So that's why he's... Yes. After her. So it turns out, yes, she was the younger sister, two years younger than him. And when he committed the crime, she was adopted into her family. So she doesn't even know that she's Michael Myers' sister. Oh. I wonder, do you think that that was um, a known 
thing when they were making the first movie? Or do you think that this was like, we're what a success, we're going to do a sequel. Okay, now what's the sequel about? Like, do you think that that, or was it like, this is a franchise this and is, we'll reveal this later? Yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, I kind of assume uh, that this was, they just made Halloween not knowing if they would get a second one. Yeah. And this is a way to tie them together. Um, I mean, I like it. Yeah. Uh, it seems thought out, but. Yeah. Yeah, reading the Wikipedia, and it seems like they had sort of, they didn't even have the hope of doing a sequel. Like, they kind of were like, we're going to make this movie, there's not really a chance of us getting a sequel. Um, And then when they did, it was kind of exciting. And then when they were making the sequel, they thought, well, the sequel will be the last one. So we want to give you a satisfying ending. Oh, Like an ending. Yes. Um, And that's why Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, which we'll see eventually, had a totally different plot that had nothing to do with the Oh, okay, great. Yeah, and... um, then it turns out they were tr- going to try to make it sort of like the Twilight Zone or make it an anthology, which I love. I think that's super fun. But then love an anthology, um, loving Fargo. Anyway, oh yeah, I need to check that out. Um, yeah. But like but basically, um, you know, uh, when asked in a 1982 interview uh, what happened to Myers and Loomis, um, basically he said uh, he's basically like uh, you saw the movie, you saw what happened to them. That's what that's what we're okay. gonna. I'm gonna leave it at that. Got it. Um, so they were not anticipating it would go beyond that. Um, wanted to give you some a little satisfying. And uh, so that's why Michael Myers, having killed his first sister, uh, wanted to kill the second. I guess it's just for symmetry's sake. Um, and Lewis says, well, we have to go back. Like, then he's going to kill her. He killed the first right. one. He's not human in a traditional way. We got to fucking turn this goddamn car around. What are we doing? Yeah. And Lewis says, please, we have to go back. And Nadar says, I can't do that. I'm under orders. And Loomis says, you're a marshal, right? What do you fellows do? Fire a warning shot? And then Loomis takes out his gun and shoots out the passenger side window. Okay. So basically, like, if you don't turn the car around, I'm going to shoot you in the back of the head. Yeah. And so the marshal whips that car back around, and they drive back to Haddonfield. Um, in the hospital parking lot, we see Jimmy finally escape, and he gets into the driver's seat of the yellow car, only to find Lori crouching there. Okay. And he says, Lori, I think we're going to be okay. We just need to. And then he passes out face down on the wheel, honking okay. the horn, alerting Michael Myers that there is someone in the parking lot. Okay. So she's looking in the front door like, oh God, but there's no Michael yet. So she's able to open the passenger side door. She kind of throws Jimmy off the wheel and she falls out and is crawling across the parking lot just as Loomis, Marion Chambers, and the marshal arrive. But she's so weak. She tries to cry yeah. out, but it's too late. They've gone inside before she could get a scream out. No. With that, Lori, is she has to go, she returns to the fray because she turns around to see fucking Michael Myers walking out of the darkness across the parking lot at her. And she has to get up and run to the front oh door. God. Allison, you know when she gets there, it's locked. So she's screaming for help as Michael Myers approaches. And finally, Dr. Lewis sees her and runs and lets her in just her time. Unfortunately, Michael Myers also enters and Loomis shoots him again. And Michael takes that shot, and he does collapse to his knees, and then finally to the ground. Now, Dr. Loomis knows this is not going to kill him. It's just going to no, temporarily stun him. So the marshal goes to approach Michael, and Loomis says, do not touch him. He's not dead. And Tara's like, you just shot him. Of course he's dead. What are you talking about? It's like, I already, we already went through this. And he tells Marion, go outside and use the radio in the his cop car and call for help. And the marshal's like, we don't need help. You just murdered him. And Loomis apologizes for leaving Lori. And Lori looks at them. And Michael Myers is still on the ground. He's like, why won't he die? 
and Loomis turns to see the marshal crouching over Mike Myers' body and nope. says, Huge mistake. Get the fuck away from him. And the marshal says, But he stopped breathing. No, my friend, that's Was you. Was he ever breathing? Michael Myers sits up and slits the driver's throat with his trusty scalpel, leaving Loomis and Lori to run for their lives back into the hospital. So they now can't go out the front door. They have to go. They're forced back into the hospital. There are also other patients here. Like, while this is all going on, Um, he's able to cornered and finally gets them both into a room and he punches out the little window in the door to get to them, mm-hmm. and then essentially just starts pulling the door to pieces. Like, the wood of the door is splintering. And Loomis goes to fire on him <sighs> again. Allison, his gun clicks. He has no more bullets. Oh, no. Michael comes in and just immediately stabs Dr. Loomis, who collapses. And doesn't look good for him. Which yeah. leaves just Lori. And before Loomis collapsed and presumably dies, he had the marshal's, the driver's gun, and he tried to give it to Lori. She, she's like, I can't take it. I can't take it. And so he kind of puts it on the ground okay. near her. Yeah. So in this moment, she is forced again to become the final girl. Mm-hmm. And she advances. And in that moment, Lori says, tries to appeal to him, like, Michael, stop. And he does have this moment where he, he sort of hears her and he cocks his head. And then she lifts up the Family? gun and shoots him. Mm-hmm. She shoots him in both eyes. So then blood is streaming out of the eye holes of his mask. Can we not? And he's sort of swinging blindly on her and making these like pathetic animal noises. And we see Dr. Loomis get up, obviously dying. And he turns on a nearby tank of gas. And so does Lori. I don't know what kind of flammable gases they have at a hospital. Whatever it is, that's the one. Yeah. And um, it's sort of like um, Thanksgiving. You know, it's like, oh, a tank of gas? Well, let's turn it on. And Loomis yells at Lori, get out now. And she's able to get past Michael because he can't see. And he's sort of like... Mm -hmm sort of whimpering and, and like an animal and swiping. And Loomis says to him, it's time, Michael. And Loomis takes out a lighter and flicks it on. And the room explodes. Yeah. And Lori is barely down the hallway. Like it shoots her down the hallway, but luckily she's yeah. just thrown to the ground. She's not killed or, okay. you know, she's able to hide behind a drinking fountain. And as she's crouched there, we see, and I, this, this to me is one of the standout horror images of all time. Which is Michael Myers walking out of the fire, yes. which is consuming yes. the hallway, completely in flames towards her until he collapses. And we see his mask start to melt and burn. Dawn breaks and the fire department and the police have arrived. And the sheriff comes over to the deputy and says, there's 10 dead inside so far. So I don't know who could have lived. If you're anywhere near that, the patients are dead. And also, yeah. obviously, the security guard and all the nurses. And the paramedics. Yes. And the smoke is still floating out of the hospital. The fire is out, but it's still smoking. And we see Robert Mundy and the other reporters flock as Lori is being taken into another ambulance. And she says, can I ride in the front? They say, no, sorry, we can't let you do that. And as the ambulance drives away, we see the people of Haddonfield arrive to see the destruction. Another wake. And as they drive in the ambulance, we see Lori staring and thinking, imagining Michael's mask burning and melting. And we hear the dulcet tones of Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Do, 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 do. <sighs> the end. Wow. Iconic. Iconic. Yeah, that image of him in the fire, so like on fire good. is like 
like has made its way to me. Yes. Like I've seen that. I'm so glad it's it, 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 like having seen it before. I'm still like, yep, absolutely. Yep, John Carpenter's done it again. But you also see like how that makes sense as an ending to two movies. Yes. But I think like, I mean, like every movie now, you know, um, like we had the, the three most recent Halloween's, the only reason there yeah. were three of them is because they wanted to pay Make for them, money. you know? Yeah. And now we, we're going to have apparently uh, the exorcist believer. Right. It's like, just spend that money on new things. There's a million incredible new horror ideas every year. That's what's so great about the genre to have to go and it's, back to this. Well, that's dry. And I believe it was like, I believe in great remakes remakes. Um, I think the Suspiria 100%. remake, it's not better than the original, but it's really good. Yeah. But, to what end? I just don't. I just feel like was, and this Let's is true of every no. genre. This is true of every yeah. genre, right? Yeah, it's like I mean, even you know, comedies do it too, yeah. and and TV appropriates film. Like it's like there's just so much, yeah, franchising and re- repeating of of ideas when there are also tons of new ideas that would be exciting to watch. So yeah. we'll see. But what a what a great one! Absolutely, Allison. What are some fatal mistakes you think may have been made? In Halloween 2. Fatal mistakes. Every single time anyone didn't run away. Yeah. Would be a big one yeah. for me. There was a lot of just like, why did you go back in? Why didn't you just sprint away into like the nerd, you know? So that, um, and, and, and just like Michael being out in the world in general and them not be like, I feel like a lot of this was avoidable. <laughs> Yeah. From the original. And I, it's hard. I, I don't want, listen, Dr. Loomis gave his life to stop Michael Myers and we give him credit for that. Yes. But yes, if you think this person is not human, you have to take some inhuman precautions. Yes. Um, it's not just like a guy. Like you have to bring in more people. And I know that it's like immediately after there's not a lot of time. Yes. It's pre-internet, all that stuff. But like we need manpower. We need answers. We, we need more than what was provided. Yeah, and I love, um, I loved that it was, it is, it picks up immediately after. I think that's, yeah, that's so really smart. Fun. And then you get to see people finding out about it. It puts people at a disadvantage in a way that is really satisfying. We're, mm-hmm. we're in on it in a way that's really enjoyable. Um, yes. Oh yeah, I was trying to remember, like, why were they moving him again? The, Michael had a, a court hearing. So I suppose oh. the court system that's good. He should have a court hearing. He should be able to plead his case. Unfortunately, in this situation, he is not human. Yeah. So, like, so, what's the system? So it's tough. You know, it's really tough. Yeah. But in, in real life, that is good, and they should do that. Um, yes, absolutely. Other than that, again, uh, Lori certainly did her best. I feel like yeah. most people, they just didn't have enough information. And even if they yeah. had... What do you do? What do you do? If he's unstoppable, you know? if he's unkill, if you can't shoot him... Right. Then like, I don't really know, like, I don't really know what the answer is. And I feel like that to me, um, I really, it really works with this movie, I think, but there are certain movies where you find out that there was nothing they could do. Then to me, it undermines the scariness of it. It's like, oh, so if this was just inevitable, then we'll of trying to see like, how are they going to get out of it? You know, how are they going to escape? How will, I want the tension of survival, uh, most of all, you know? But a phenomenal film, and um, oh, oh, great way to kick off sequels month. Sequels month. Allison, where would you put this on the spooky scale? A spooky scale. I think this is a seven. Like, the Halloween movies are scary. The boiling, drowning is scary. His face is scary. Him with the fire. Like, it's, it's a scary movie. 
Um, yeah. Seven. I agree. Wait, what are you giving it? Sorry. Seven. Seven. Um, what about you? I'm going to give it a seven, too. It, it, it yeah. packs a punch even knowing there are sequels, even knowing where the franchise ends up going. Right. It is good. And if I had seen this when I was younger, and if oh. I had seen it in theaters... Ooh. Ooh, boy. It's a popcorn movie. I would be choking on that popcorn. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah, an excellent one. Um, a great one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And guys, if, uh, this is the first episode of the new year, uh, we have a Patreon. It is out there. It is a great thing for both original, I mean, not a lot of the originals are not in the Patreon. They're a regular feed, but there's plenty of great movies in our Patreon that you can go um, either listen to or watch, um, depending on what you would like to pay for. And, you know, live show tickets are included at certain tiers, and it's just, I mean, maybe your resolution should be listen to more of us, in which case we have a solution, and it's joining our Patreon. So uh, that's out there. Please go um, subscribe if you would like. Um, in the meantime... Um, please? Please. Keep, keep it spooky. spooky. Don't forget to follow us at Ruin Podcast and Crooked Media on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok for show updates. And if you're as opinionated as we are, consider dropping us a review. Ruined is a Radio Point and Crooked Media production. We're your writers and hosts, Hallie Kiefer and Allison Livey. The show is executive produced by Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder, and recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. From Crooked Media, our executive producer is Kendra James, with production and promotional support from Ari Schwartz, Kyle Sieglin, Julia Beach, Caroline Dumphy, and Awa Okolati. Ashley's Memorial Day mattress sale is going on now. Save big on select adjustable mattress sets up to $1,200 on Beautyrest Black, up to $800 on Purple, and up to $500 on Tempur-Pedic. Plus, get 72-month special financing with select in-store mattress purchases made with your Ashley Advantage Synchrony credit card between May 14th and June 3rd. Visit your local Ashley store or ashley.com for better sleep and savings. Only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. No minimum purchase required. See store for details.